Coming up on today's show, we're going to have the latest Disney news and rumors. That's coming up today on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to today's show of Traveling with the Mouse for Friday, August the 13th. It's a spooky day. I am your host. My name is Jason. This is episode 324. I think the last time I hosted it was episode 321. So uh, we're, we're now we sort of have like 324. So we have like 234. Is it always sort of like adjacent numbers every time I, I host? I don't know. I haven't noticed. I missed last week. Right. I did listen in. You, you had a good show. I'm excited to be back, and I have a few of few things to add in maybe to last week's news. But before we get there, I want to introduce my co-hosts. First of all, I am joined by Adam. What's up, everybody? I'm going to need to see your reservation to be uh, co-hosting on this show. We're now we're now requiring uh, podcast reservations before. Oh. Uh, joining the show. Uh, did you get that? Yeah, they opened up some more tonight as we speak, so I was able to get one last minute. Okay, perfect. Also, hopefully, if they have a reservation, joining the show tonight is John. Stupid Judy. Stupid energy. <laughs> okay. Well, that's nice. no way I'm to sorry. get into the park, John. That is no way oh. to speak. Uh, nice. Well, I, I have my forged reservation. If you would like to, I'm sorry, John. Up. Since you're the the third host, we're going to actually need you to pay a little extra. Since you're last, that's going to be the after hours event. I'm going to need you to uh, to sign up for that. Oh, the podcast bash. Yeah, it's the podcast bash and dessert party. Yeah, right. And dance party. Well, of so, course, there's a dance party. <laughs> are we going to mention John's uh, quote this week? What it was from and why he did a. Ellen's energy adventure quote. I thought he was just being rude. <laughs> to to Judy, who's not even here. <laughs> yes. This day, August 13th, 2017, was the final day for two Disney attractions. One of them was Ellen's energy adventure. The other, <gasps> the great moving ride. Oh, I'm sorry. The great movie ride. Yeah. You know, as long as it's been closed, you could have said the Walt Disney World Railroad, and I'd have believed you. Yeah, that's well, <laughs> Probably wasn't far after that. I'm curious now. When What was that, 2018? It was like December 2018, maybe, when that closed or something? I don't know. Well, anyway. What, close? Oh, the <laughs> railroad has yeah. been closed for like three years now. Uh, it's been a while. I think, I think so. Feels like forever. <laughs> yeah. For the first time in forever. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'll be saying whenever it's open. I'll be riding the railroad again. But that's not what we're talking about. That isn't what we're talking about. We are going to start by talking about... At, at, at the time of recording this, we're actually recording when one of the first... Actually, it is the first... Boobash. Boobash. Is yes, we're live on. and in person. Yeah, yeah. We're live and in we're person from our homes. <laughs> we found a very quiet place to... Record this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In our homes where we did not go to the Boobash. But it's Halloween at Disney World, folks. The pumpkin Mickeys are up. Yeah. There's an after hours event. And I heard that Bob Chapik is uh, putting in a, what'd you say, a new jacuzzi in his house? I don't know. Yeah, a bigger one. Yeah, so a bigger one. This yeah. has to go well. Yeah, it was an interesting thing on this first night of the boobash it has been sold out for a little while but the day of all of a sudden openings popped up you could book the boobash online what do we think happened here they added more <laughs> availability like the very last second what was yeah. the maybe they were selling them at the gate and then as a as a part of it they just put it on the app as well well what it says here is they put up a sign in the park, tickets available for tonight's events, either stop by City Hall or call 407-W-Disney. Uh, okay. And so you couldn't buy them online. You could buy them in the park. So they were just trying to upsell people because they're like, eh, what's a, what's a few more people into this party? We got we got some numbers to hit over here. Right. 
Well, you know what? Maybe they allowed for same-day purchases so people who were in there had the opportunity to do so. Would that yeah. be would that be thinking too much of them? Actually, no, I think that makes sense because if you're already there and you're having a good time, it's like, hey, you want to stay for three extra hours? I could see the possibility of maybe some events in the past in which they could have sold tickets same day to people who were already there. So I, you know, I could see it being a possibility that they considered that. I don't know. Yeah. It also could be very well likely that they just like, you know, instead of make, keeping it as exclusive as it could have been, they're just trying to get as much out of it as possible. Yeah. So. I didn't, I just, just to note that it looks like most of the shows are, are closed. Like the Hall of Presidents, Monsters, Inc., Left Floor, Magic, those, the riverboat is not running. Of course, it's dark, so you wouldn't expect it to be running, but, so, and Carousel of Progress is also, <laughs> the rafts are closed, yeah. Do they have a overlay, a, a <laughs> Halloween overlay on the rafts? I don't know, they might have like some characters on them. Riding around, you never know. And all the locations you just mentioned are usually used for like candy walkthroughs or places right. where they. Have. Which I'm assuming it, they're still doing at those same locations, I would think. Right. With the exception of the riverboat, which is usually just the extended queue for Haunted Mansion. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which I'm curious now if the Stitch's Great Escape area, because that used to be a candy station. Are they going to, is that one tonight? I'm curious if people get to see if they're actually doing anything in there. But I doubt it. It's probably somewhere else. Be fun to see, though. Well, did you see uh, the really scary addition to uh, the Boo To You uh, cavalcade? I didn't. Which which one? Oh, it, they, they, yeah, they put Chapik <laughs> as at nice. the very end of it. And he he just tells everybody it's an extra five dollars. It's an extra ten dollars. You can't get out until you pay more money. You can't go home until you empty your it's wallets. Like, it's like we offer you this chilling challenge to buy a way out. Yeah, nice, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I will say when we went to the Mickey's Not So Scary that one time, I yeah. thought it was a good time. Yeah. This is more expensive and way more. What are the wait times looking like at the time of recording? I mean, they're not they're pretty terrible, good. Yeah, but they're, they're pretty good. It was 20 minutes for Mine Train, 25 for Haunted Mansion. Well, yeah. You know, when this first came out, you know, uh, we we were pretty rough on it talking about like, you know, replacing Mickey's not so scary and everything, but I mean, it's possible it could still be good. I mean, uh, this could have some positive reviews. We'll see when it's all said and done. Yeah. Now, if they did the Space Mountain thing with the lights off, that would be cool. Oh, yeah, that might be worth it. I mean, they need the full Boo to You parade, though. I just missed that parade. That's right. Bring back parades just for that. Right. And, you know, no special fireworks. It was Happily Ever After tonight, which is, of course, great because it's going away in a month and a half forever. Sad. But no. You think they'll no do anything Halloween. special on its last showing? I don't know. We might get to see one of the final showings of it. Nice. So, yeah. Boobash going on. Don't think I'm going to be going to Boobash this year, unfortunately. But along with Boobash, if you go to Magic Kingdom right now, you can still get in the Halloween spirit. uh, As Mickey Pumpkins are around and they're up. Uh, So, we have the festive Halloween spirit here in early August. Yes, because that's what I think of when I think of Halloween. I think of and 120 it, degrees. What <laughs> was the temperature that, in Florida today? <laughs> I was going to say, it probably matches the price of the tickets. <laughs> yeah. Not quite that high. <laughs> I don't so know. Is it, are, we, are we including humidity? I mean, seriously. Yeah, heat index. Yeah, the heat index. Yeah, it is. It is hot. But, you know, 91. what can you do? It's Florida. Yeah, 91. They probably didn't notice much of a difference. <laughs> they are just continuing to sort of do the same thing year after year, but it's a good look. It's a good look, so I guess don't break a good thing. Well, sure. I mean, they used to have a lot of the same Christmas ones, but that kind of started changing over the years, so it probably would take a while. 
they do have special photo pass areas, but they don't have, you know, the character meet and greets, of course, that they used to have. But they do have some interesting photo pass photo overlay stuff. But, you know, I'm not really one for those. See, now the lack of character meet and greets would actually have helped you out, Adam. Oh, because right, because of the line for how long? <laughs> Like an hour or 45 minutes to an hour. I forgot what it was. It was like at least an hour, wasn't it? Just to get to Moana. We had to wait for Moana to get back from a cigarette break. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Those tickets were what, like 80 bucks? I think we got them day of, so they were more. Yeah, it may have been 80, 90, somewhere in there, but still less than a boobash, which is only three hours. We got five, so a better value back then, but... But a lot of things were a better value back then. That's true. I mean, you know, still, this is all you can get now. So why not enjoy it, right? If you're there, enjoy it. Well, you know who's not enjoying Disney right now? Um, Who? Scarlett Johansson. Oh, right. Yeah. So next phase in her tiff with Disney over Black Widow, which uh, has earned as of the time of, let's see, this was Monday. As of Monday, it had earned $174 million so far domestically, which makes it the second lowest earning Marvel film ever as of right now. Right. And so Disney has opted to take her lawsuit into arbitration. This will make the case confidential. Details will not be publicly available even after the case ends. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's lawyer said this is Disney's attempt to hide its misconduct from the public in a confidential arbitration. Now, Disney's response is they treated the Disney premier access revenue like box office for the purposes of the bonus requirements in the contract. No amount of public pressure can change or obscure the explicit contractual commitments. The written contract is clear as a bell. So Disney's standing pat, saying that they did everything they could. What is the likelihood we ever see Scarlett Johansson play as Black Widow ever again in, or in any Disney movie for that matter? Probably zero percent. How many point. other Disney movies that you play in? I don't think she's. This thing is this is pretty much it. Was the Marvel ones? Maybe when she was younger. Disney released figures touting that she's already earned twenty million in this, right? So, I mean, I'll take her place if that's what they want. I mean, because I'll take the the twenty million. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, when you talk about these things, yeah, twenty million sounds like a lot, but. Compare that to what I'm assuming the other Marvel leads were able it would have to made score a dollars, yeah. for for their independent releases. Um, you know, even some of the less popular ones probably got a lot more. Um, yeah. And you know, I think she's trying to say that the pandemic's messed it all up. So it is a little bit of like tough cookies all the way around. Right. But I also think that. Disney's going to have to do something about this because I think this model of releasing on Premier Access is not going away, ever. Yeah. Well, is there yeah. is what they're saying the thirty dollars? They know how much money it's making on Disney Plus, so are they saying they're rolling that into the contract? Did yeah, Disney is saying they're going to pay her a bonus as if the people who bought Premier Access went to the box the office. Yeah. But I guess the box office take. Is still it's higher. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, if they if someone actually goes to the movies, you know, right. because there's probably. But I mean, how, I, I don't know how it works out. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, I probably would would never pay to go see Black Widow, or really, I've never paid to go see any Marvel movie in the theaters ever. Well, I take that back. I've seen Guardians of the. I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. That might be the only one. And the rest of them I saw later. I saw the first one in theater as well, but my theater was on the Disney Fantasy. So it was included. Right. Right. (laughs) So like in general, I don't pay for Marvel movies, but I would be much more likely to pay for premiere access for a Marvel movie than I would to go to a theater. So there's people like me too that they're net gaining on. I was just going to mention, too, by the way, Scarlett Johansson has been in another Disney film aside from Marvel. She was the voice of Ka in the Jungle Book remake Ah, in 2016. She has been in something else. 
So all they cast her in is after venomous insects and <laughs> That's the only thing I can see that's non-Marvel, anyway. Disney. Yep. The next thing that I wanted to talk about is not related to Marvel or Scarlett Johansson, but it has to do with people trying to make a quick buck off of Disney. And that is, there has been a recent release of a lot of new merchandise, and there has, of course, been a lot of eBay resellers stocking up. So as of just a few days ago, there have been signs put up that for all new new items, as well as for the first time, all Halloween merchandise has now been limited to two items per guest limit mm. on the purchase. Supply chain issue, right? You would think. I think it's just they're trying to keep the resellers from just... I mean, that's car. probably a good... Ex- yeah, you're right. I think that's twofold. I think it's probably a good way to keep them from... <laughs> exploiting it but also they probably don't have enough supply to replenish since halloween starts in august uh they have to make it last for three months <laughs> to get to halloween it could be a little bit of both yeah but we had seen them do this when we knew there wasn't a supply issue potentially i don't think it ever they... got down to two though did it no no it never got down that low but they started limiting regardless so. yeah but if you're a reseller and you've got a family that has passes or whatever, you, you could still get two per person, I guess. Is like, that your plan, Adam? What's what's your plan there? No, I don't do. I don't resell that much, by the way. <laughs> I know yeah. you try to peg me as the eBay you guy, but I you don't, don't do anything like list a spork the day that they were, that you got one. I haven't even gotten a spork. I've never seen one. Well, I'm sorry you didn't get a spork. Next time you yeah. need to get there sooner. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can pay for one. I almost did the other uh, last time I was there. I was like, "Do I throw in a nine ninety nine spork?" Like, no, that's stupid. Why would I do that? So we think we mentioned this next one on a previous episode, but I wanted to just say that this is now officially in effect. Hmm. The writer switch policy has been officially updated, yeah. and I want to read how the new policy. So just like before, it says if a child does not meet the height requirement or a guest does not wish to board, no problem. With rider switch, one adult can wait with the non-rider while the rest of the party enjoys the attraction. When the other adult returns, they can supervise the non-riding guests and the waiting adult can board the attraction without having to wait in the regular line. Again, so here's how you do it. Number one, check with the cast member to see if rider switch is available. Number two... Approach the cast member with your entire party. At least one adult member of your party and the guests who are not riding will be issued a ride switch entitlement and asked to wait in a designated area. This group is party two. The other party members, party one, ride the attraction. After riding the attraction, party one locates party two. Then party one takes over supervision of the non-riding children or guests. Party two enters and boards the attraction without having to wait in the regular queue a second time. The previous policy read, if the person in Party 2 waited alone with the child, he or she may bring up to two other guests back to ride the attraction with him or her. Right. So now you don't get to do that. You only get to ride with the, peop- the people that stayed out. Yeah. So there's no bringing more, more back. Yeah, it kind of sucks. But I understand it because I know people, will any, they'll take, take advantage, advantage of anything they can. Yeah, I think they're just trying to combat that. Yeah, I mean, we've used that ride two extra people to our advantage before, so yeah, yeah. what can we say? Exactly. The next story I wanted to bring to our attention is, if you were to pick a resort at Walt Disney World that would best be paired with Epcot, what would it be? Best be paired with Epcot? Yeah, if you were like, it's going to be very thematically consistent with Epcot right now. Thematically consistent with Epcot? The Reflections construction area that they abandoned? I don't know. No, it is the Disney's Contemporary Resort. Oh, I was okay. going to say that, actually. Sorry. I started to. I was like, I was like, it was that would have fit it most of the time. <laughs> I guess the Contemporary because... is under construction, too, so I guess that makes sense. It is both open and under construction. Okay. So the interior is still completely you know, scrimmed off. So you can't even see the rooms. 
but what's interesting is the entrance to the wave has now been completely demolished. Wow. It's gone. If you go look near the monorail station, there's just like stuff covered in scrim in places. The windows you can't see out. There's there's cardboard laying on like the floors taped down. There's little sign black curtains up. It says cast members only. It's just a full on construction zone that I would not pay that price to stay there right now at all. Like I don't think they've lowered the price even though you're getting construction contemporary. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. You, you can still get wave breakfast at California Grill. So, I mean, that might be something. For now. Yeah. yeah, for now. Yeah, I think also, though, the, I mean, the Polynesian did the same thing. And it's, you, you, can't, you can't even get on the monorail right now there because it's still not done. There's still a lot of construction yeah. there, but same difference. A little surprising that two of the monorail resorts would have something like that still kind of going on at the same time. I know Polly's closer to being finished, but. Mm. Well, they're the originals. Will this scrim still be up? Will these resorts be under construction on October the 1st? And I think the answer is going to be definitively yes. Really? Mm, I think Polly might be pretty well done. Yeah, I feel like their goal would have them both done by October 1. I would be surprised at contemporary. I mean, especially since we're in August already. I mean, it's less than two months. I don't see it. I don't see it just magically coming together. for a while, though. Well, we've been working on Polly a lot longer. Sure. I could see Polly. But they're not rebuilding, they're just redoing the rooms at Contemporary. They're not rebuilding half of the resort, or at least the main building. Well, okay. Well, they're also redoing the wave. So how long did it take them to do the Moana rooms? I don't know. It didn't seem like it took... They started after COVID. Right. They closed for a year. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell how fast the construction was, or did they halt it for a while? Did they... We don't really know when they started and stopped. The construction all over property has been very sporadic. Well, yeah. with the original intention to have all the stuff, obviously, that's done right. by October 1st, but we're getting Ratatouille, and that's about it when yeah. it's all said and done. I think they and wanted fireworks. all of Polynesian to be done July 13th or whenever it opened. They wanted everything yeah. to be done, but <laughs> clearly they couldn't make that, that deadline, so... I think by October 1, they definitely want to have it done. But, you know, Tron is still going to be a huge construction site for most of the 50th anniversary because they just they stopped construction on it for a while and they've slowly started back and now they're ramping it up quite a bit. But it won't be done anytime soon. Yeah, I, just I like don't Epcot. Know. That's the thing I was going to say. What about Epcot? Is yeah. What's going to even open on October 1st at Epcot? Anything? Well... Besides Ratatouille, Ratatouille. Any, anything in Future World. Well, they kept anything. saying that Club Cool and the new Mouse Gear was supposed to open this summer, it said. Which I know when we said the story like two months ago, we were like, summer, really? Because it looks like it's just a construction pit over August there. August 31st. I don't know. Is that I mean, have you, have, have, has anybody seen any good pictures out of Epcot recently? I don't think anything looks close to done. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Maybe Club Cool will just be an outdoor fountain. Space 220? Is that Beverly finally? At you. Isn't that going to open on October 1? Maybe. Maybe they'll have a soft opening for Space 220. The, I think Space 220 is just a concept. I don't think it's a real thing. I should probably mention that we do have our annual pass holder preview for Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can all make it. So Maybe. the that was that was Ratatouille. one of the things that I, I, I was going to mention, which is that we, I think you mentioned last week DVC was going to get a pass holder preview, but now mm-hmm. uh, annual pass holders also got, and there were quite a few dates for it too. A lot, right? yes. Yeah. Basically the entire month of September minus the dates that DVC had, which they only had three days. The, I think it was, what, the 5th, the 17th and 20th, maybe? 17th and 20th? Anyway, it was like three days for DVC, and then annual pass holders basically had the rest of the month. So Yeah. So you got passes for yes. 
Ratatouille. Yes. Uh, you got some for your family, and because I'm on your My Disney Experience and I have a pass, I believe you also got some for my family. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Everybody was on there. I couldn't figure out how to alter that. So I just booked everybody for the same day at the same time. September. Oh, what's the time? What time did you get? It was like, I think it was four to six or four to five or something like that. In the morning. Yes, a.m. A.m. <laughs> Middle of the morning. Yep. <laughs> I wanted to be there as early as possible. Uh, no, uh, p.m. Because I uh, that's the day we're driving down, so I just wanted to make sure we had extra time in case we got slowed down by any reason. But we had already had Epcot Park Passes that day. Didn't realize until after I booked the preview that you don't need a Park Pass as a pass holder. It automatically gives you an Epcot pass on the day that you choose your uh, preview so Ooh. didn't know that at the time so i just went with the day we already had it didn't need to but oh well doesn't matter now it's all it's already done so so are you excited Adam? i am looking forward to it i've done the one in paris a few times so i know what the ride is but i'm curious if there's anything different to the epcot version or is it an exact clone, essentially, of, of the one in Paris. So it'll be interesting to see. Is it going to be tough that they're not going to be speaking French? Is that going to be hard for you? <laughs> Actually, most like. of it was in English. But it, from what I remember, most everything was in English. Yeah. I presume Thanks. they're not going to have the, uh, what's it, is it the crepery or whatever that they're going to open? The, the shop probably not going to be open yet, you don't think? Mm, I guess not. Yeah. Can I get to preview a crepe? It makes me wonder, are they going to take the wall down and just let the pass holders in the ride queue? Or are they just going to leave the wall up and just like let you in the door that they have on the wall? I think they're going to take the wall down. They're going to take the wall down and probably put up the hedges. Yeah. Like uh, they did for sense. Star Wars. Got, right. Like when we did the Star like, Wars preview, that it was sense. like you went through the hedge maze to get in. Right. That's You're right. That's probably what they'll do. That makes more sense. Those yeah. hedges have been everywhere. I mean, those hedges have seen so much of the property. They use those <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Yeah. If only you could be a fly on those hedges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what they've seen. Anyway. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it'll be maybe a little different, at least, or maybe some improvements. It's just basically the same trackless system you are used to on Runaway Railway and Rise of the Resistance now, so... Was this the first trackless ride that Disney ever built? No. Which one? Pooh's Honey Hunt. Uh, that was way back in 2002 or something. It was that was Tokyo, though, long right? ago. Yeah, it was a really long time ago. Yeah, okay. So you're right, Tokyo. Of course, Because we talked about this first. on the show that like Tokyo must have got some sort of exclusive rights because they built it and then didn't build another one for a while. Yeah. Yeah, like That's 10 years right. or so. That's right. So, yeah, of course, Tokyo is the first. But, okay, the first Western Hemisphere ride <laughs> park to have a trackless ride, I guess. I don't well, know. now everybody has trackless rides. Yeah. That's the thing. You know what else are hopefully not trackless rides? The Skyliner and the Monorail. Hopefully they stay on the tracks. We've seen a few more incidents with the Skyliner. I will, I will admit <laughs> it. It's had yes. a few more incidents, but it's been back up and running. It just appears that if you're going to have a problem with the Skyliner, you might get a little crunched in the station. But I don't think you have to worry about the doors falling off <laughs> and turning the monorail, monorail into a trackless ride as you uh, jump out from, you know. <laughs> sure. Although, got to say, I haven't heard a lot about the monorail lately. So they must have done something with those refurbs. Well, I mean, they got rid of the poly station and that just solved everything. <laughs> That's all it was. That was all it. That's all it took. Yeah. But I wanted to bring up the monorail and the Skyliner because mm-hmm. if you're thinking about a career change, yeah. they are hiring cast members now to work the monorail and the Skyliner. And my ask would be, which one would you guys be applying for? Well, monorail. I mean, this is one where I think we unanimously would agree the monorail is way better as far as working it, right? Would you rather yeah, I think, try it? I think it would be better to, better to work the monorail. You want me to tell you a little bit about what you need in order to apply for sure. this position? Tell me. 
Okay, so it's a part-time position, monorail host hostess. Mm-hmm. Your responsibilities will be to greet and examine boarding identification, load and what? unload guests, pilot monorail vehicles, drive company vehicles, strong memorization skills, uh, memorize prepared guest information and deliver via microphone, project uh, voice to deliver safety directions when needed. Well, I'm out on that one. <laughs> Continuous walking and standing to direct guests for extended periods of time. Work mainly in an outdoor setting during various weather conditions. Operate a smartphone or radio to communicate. Sure. This is why, for a monorail driver, of course, you need to take ownership during emergency situations. Perform multiple task assignments simultaneously, and you might need to wear PPE. Your qualifications. So here's what you need to be. You need to be at least 18 years of age. Check. You need to have a driver's license. Check. For safety reasons, you must be able to distinguish between red and green colors. Check. (laughs) You must be willing to work at various heights. Ooh, uh, yeah. check. check-ish, check-ish. Yeah. <laughs> it's a physical role requiring heavy lifting, pushing, pulling, oh. bending, twisting, and kneeling. I'm out. <laughs> I'm guessing that includes like wheelchairs and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, like the ramp and everything. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I would imagine. Okay. The part-time will require three full days of availability for any shift, including nights and holidays. Three days? Three days a week. It's a part-time shift. And you need two weeks availability for training Ooh. and strong communication skills. These aren't required, but the preferred qualifications are to be bilingual, computer experience operating a mechanical system, and experience following set procedures and memorizing information. Would you like to know what the uh, starting rate is if you were to get this job? I would guess it's not very high for the host Your starting pay will be $15.45 an yeah, hour. That's what I figured. For a part-time... Okay. Three well, three days I mean, a week. They're only going to pay the Skyliner folks fourteen dollars an hour because they don't have to pilot anything. Yeah, you don't really Probably. have to do much, do you? I want to go back to the part where you said identification. Like yeah, I've I never been ID'd. That That's what. Or or like, do you have to? Is that basically saying are you going to Epcot? Like, do you have to? Are you going to that. the Polynesian? Well, you can't. There's no stop currently so you have to walk or use another form of transportation so that's is that what saying identifying identifying issues Ident- <laughs> identifying where they're going yeah. if you're leaving mm-hmm. the magic kingdom you have to pretend like you care if guests use the resort monorail to get back to the ticket center instead of the, the express right yeah i don't okay. know what boarding identification you need to examine exactly Unless they're going to start asking. Yeah. Right. There we go. Let's start that rumor. You're going to have to pay to ride the monorail. <laughs> right. That wouldn't surprise me, though. JPEG. You know, I remember back in the day talking to a monorail driver, them talking about how they only do about, like, especially on the Epcot line, how they only do, like, two, maybe three trips before they have to swap out, you know, and they stay at the station because to avoid having them fall asleep basically because of how little they have to do <laughs> on the actual ride. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause you don't stop. You don't have to stop unless you somehow get close to another train. I guess that's the only way you yeah. have to stop until you get to the station. No, it that's may it. be the same on the other lines, but the Epcot line, I could definitely see that being an issue because of the length of uh, the journey. Well, so. even on the express monorail, you have to slow down to go through the contemporary. So you have to, that's kind of, that would keep me awake. No, it wouldn't because your first day on the job, you'll go through at full speed. Oh yeah. Well, that would be my first and only time because they would not let me do it after that. At this point, I'm really surprised that they don't just pilot themselves truthfully because it doesn't really need a pilot anymore. I mean, I don't don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm They would need to upgrade it probably. Yeah, they Uh, would. Something that's not from 1989 to 92 technology yeah. in order to <laughs> So if they ever get new ones, then the drivers might be out. Okay. Probably. Use that extra room for guest capacity. Next time I'm going to bring a boarding pass. And when I get on the monorail, I'm going to try to show it to the host. Be like, I have my pass here, my boarding pass. Bring my passport. <laughs> 
I'm surprised they don't scan Magic Bands for, like, the resort line especially. Well, but, people can, I mean, they'd have to also check for dining reservations because people yeah. can ride it over for dining. Well, it's on your Magic Band. Even if you're going to the Ticket and Transportation Center, the resort line is often faster. Almost every time. At, at Park Close, for sure. But yeah, the Skyliner, the only job you really have is try to keep them from colliding and restart it every time it stops. Well, I would hope that's not one of the jobs, trying to keep them from colliding. That <laughs> sounds kind of dangerous. you got to jump in between them. Let me see if there's anything in the Skyliner. Let's see. Responsibilities, greet and welcome guests using themed greetings. So no boarding information needed jump there. Jump in between cars. Yeah. When needed. Load and unload guests. Heavy lifting may be required. Comfortable with heights and experiencing the Skyliner as a passenger while traveling from station to station. You drive vehicles, memorization, etc., etc. All the same things. Uh, you have to be able to operate a smartphone or radio to communicate. Well, I think uh, the average three-year-old can do that nowadays. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need to provide guest service and help find solutions when challenges arise. Which they will. Daily. Yep. And you need to operate computerized ride system. There, I'm skipping over a lot of stuff that's the same as the other one. Right, right. Gotcha. This is also a three-day shift. I think these might have already been filled. Let me see. This was posted a few days ago. Yeah, these jobs are no longer available. I'm sorry we missed out. But maybe we can keep our eyes out next time. Yeah. yeah. What about, the, does this include the tra- the parking lot trams? Do, do, is this like part of it? Or that was not called out here. I've been seeing people that got jobs doing tram drivers, though. I saw it on Twitter, people saying that that's what they got. So why are these all part-time? Why don't we have any full-timers? Come on now, folks. Because Disney's trying to be cheap about it, that's why. Gotcha. But if you're working three days a week part-time, then you obviously are going to have to fill the other time getting another job, right? I mean, you can't live off of three days a week. You have to work any shift... Based on basically, it's at their whim. They get to pick your three shifts. Yeah. So how are you going to live off of three days a week working? Uh, I don't think they intend this to be someone's main source of income. Right. But I mean, what other job are you going to have that has that much flexibility to where you can just whatever three days they decide to pick? I think they're unofficially trying to solicit college students and retirees. I suppose. Is that who you want driving your monorail? (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people make it work. I'm sure it's not easy, and I don't envy them. And I think it would be better to just get full-timers that are more dedicated to the company. Got to pay them benefits, huh? Yeah, I was going to say, there are a lot of people mm-hmm. who like who want to just have the job at Disney. Maybe their spouse or whoever it is they're living with, whatever, actually makes the bread. And then they're doing this just so they can have the advantages of having whatever Disney offers them. So Yeah, I mean, if I was retired, I would totally want to drive a monorail. I've always said yeah. that. See, there you go. Or just be a greeter at the Magic Kingdom, you said. Yeah, go be That's a greeter good. at the Magic Kingdom. Maybe I'll just be a greeter at Jelly Rolls or something. Yeah. I don't know. Would your goal to get be to get the blue uh, tag? Oh, yeah. I'd be aiming for that blue tag. I know you would. <laughs> so seeing as we kind of brought this up i just came to mind have you ever thought about what your like dream disney job would be like which of of like if you had a specific position have you ever thought about one specific position that you would want to do Hmm. i haven't really thought about it but off the top of my head be a waiter at uh, california grill and probably (laughs) make quite a bit of money (laughs) off tips uh, there this is true victoria and albert's yeah. Servers make a lot more money than most people realize uh, when it's all said and done. If they work it right, servers if they, if they at certain restaurants at the yeah. at the at the expensive restaurants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to earn those tips though, because you get paid crap yeah. wages. Yeah, but I've seen servers that really they take the crap, but I mean they're probably making more than the people they're taking crap from in some cases. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Again, if they work yeah. it right, yeah. That's one that popped into my head. Oh, I know one. The one, my dream job is electric water pageant operator. That's your dream job? Yeah, I think that would be it. Okay. See, I don't know. Do I often thought I would like to work at one of the resorts, truthfully, because I kind of like the idea of being in the laid-back atmosphere. Mr. I Manager I at a resort. I mean, maybe. Polly, you get to wear a Hawaiian shirt all day. 
I could even see doing like maintenance at the resorts or something. Or even, oh, maintenance crew at the parks would actually be a really good one. Like you get to be there at night. True, but do you and see all like, that stuff? When we were the people mover all day that day for seven hours, we the maintenance crews, they're all like wearing long sleeve shirts. And th- like if that's their required uniform, you'd be miserable all day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> good Lord. Let well, them... if we're going to go based on uniform, then I want to be like a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just so you could be shirtless all day? or <laughs> well, Actually, they have to wear a water shirt. They have to wear a shirt. They have to wear something, but I mean, I'm just saying there's a lot less clothing than some of the other <laughs> okay. positions, right? Is that your goal, is to wear the least amount <laughs> of clothing? No, to be as comfortable as I am as a guest, yes. <laughs> wow, I, I think if John starts working at Disney, I'm going to need to stop going. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> Could have been worded a little differently, maybe. <laughs> Would you just, you'd be uh, in the Luau <laughs> show? I'm trying to think of who wears less clothing. Uh, I really have no idea at this point. Uh, all right, I see where uh. your head's at. <laughs> yeah, as far as like cast member uniform, though, they're all uh, pretty miserable looking as far as you know being out in the heat. The heat? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what which one would be better, but... You think it'd be pretty cool to work, say, Tower or Haunted Mansion, either one? You know, it's funny you bring that up because my son, my oldest, the the really big Disney fan, I would say, of the family, that's what he wants to be for Halloween is a Tower of Terror costume, like the bellhop uniform. Cool. That's that's what he said he wanted to do. Hmm. So are you going to get that for him? Uh, yeah, I'm going to look for it, yeah. I think if I could find something, yeah. Yeah. Etsy, probably. I got a yeah, Etsy. That's what I was thinking. I was like, if I go to Disney, I think they sell like the hats, don't they, at Disney or something? But I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. So that's, I think, really the news for this week. I think the only other thing we wanted to discuss oh. was what I missed out on last week. And yeah. that is my thoughts on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah. What did you think? So you listened to what we had to say. So. Where did you land on that? What did you think? I'm going to say, we obviously spent tons of time preparing before we did that segment <laughs> as well. Probably. Yeah. So I was trying to rationalize in my mind, how does this not sound expensive? Because I was trying to come up with any way, any way for it to not sound expensive. Mm-hmm. Right. So you go with a family of, my family of three, it would only be $5,400. Or say the three of us went. $5,400 right. for a two-night, 45-hour experience. Like, let's not even call it three days. It's a 45-hour experience. Yep, that's exactly what it is, yep. $5,400, right, comes out to $120 an hour, and that's $40 an hour per person for us. Where else at Disney do we spend $40 per hour for anything? I can't, I can't think of anything. I mean... You could say like Bar Riva, but I don't think that's gonna. I was gonna say because that's not sustained. That's like one hour, forty dollars. Yeah, that's like for an hour. When you said per hour, I was thinking like the experience at Victorian Alberts. I'm pretty sure that per hour prices. um, Yeah, but I would be much rather. I would much rather (laughs) pay that at the Victorian Alberts price, right? Yeah. Yeah, you still got four grand left in your budget. Yeah, what is going to be so incredible about this to justify this insanity? I was trying to think, okay, well, you, like you said last week, meals are included. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. how much was that going to shave off a day if you're getting breakfast, lunch, and dinner? That might be worth, what, $50 a day? Maybe? It depends on the quality of what they're going to be serving. Because I would think the stuff in the cruise cruiser would be similar to like cruise ship meals, I would think, mm-hmm. as far as the quality. So I would think that would be good stuff. So maybe $100 per person per day uh, that you're saving, maybe a little bit more. Um, but you're still going to buy your drinks if you're going to be drinking. Right. That's the thing is that's not included specialty drinks if you aren't an alcohol drinker. You know, that's going to cost you. Now, one of your meals we know for a fact would be that would be included would be on your excursion would be Docking Bay 7. So Galaxy's Edge or Batu is akin to Castaway Key and Docking Bay 7 is akin to cookies, I guess. That's, all I, that's the mm-hmm. best way I could 
as far as the pri- the way the pricing goes. Sure. And you get a magic band, which you don't get anywhere else these days. So you got to pay for those if you want one. <laughs> Can't okay, put a price on that. 30, 30 bucks. <laughs> what you 30 bucks total, it. yeah, maximum <laughs> per person. So there you go. So the only place I've seen where we spend more per hour is a VIP tour. Sure, yeah, of course. Which Even if you take all 10 people. We did. And the VIP tour is fewer hours. It is. Yeah, seven hours. But I guess the average, even per person, would be more than $40, depending on how many people you have. Yep. And how and what the day's rate is for the What the day's rate. rate is makes a big difference. Huge difference. Well, I think I kind of said it last week. I, when it when all is said and done, I guess I'm going to have to reserve my full judgment until I see exactly how this goes. Like, see exactly what all is included, because we don't. The thing is, we don't know what all is included, other than you know, the parts they have let us know. But that doesn't seem to be everything. You know what I mean? So, right. and what kind of hassle is it going to be? Because you're going to have to book this. Plus another resort. Like, who's going down there? I mean, we might because we're pass holders and stuff. But who's going down for a full vacation with their family to Disney World? And like, I'm just going to do two nights here and then not do anything else at the parks. Right. Yeah, not not go anywhere else. It doesn't seem very likely. So it's just going to be a pain because you're going to... I mean, I'm sure they'll do the baggage transfer service. But like, planning that trip, right? Yeah. You're going to need to get a, a second resort. Yeah. Either before or after that. I'm curious, are they only going to do two night when it's all said and done, or is that just the first thing I think that's announced? Yeah, I don't know of anything else. Yeah. So uneven it doesn't match up with the number of days in a week is what I'm getting at. So it's gonna it's gonna fall on different days when it starts each time. I see what you mean, yeah. How many people are really gonna get to bite for just that during the middle of the week? I'm sure they'll get the bites. I mean, we said nobody's going to sign up. People will sign up. I bet there's going to be some crazy person out there that's going to book like the first 50 in a row. And like, I live in Star Wars now, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I guess you could. I guess there could be some people that would book back to back ones, but gosh, that's 10 grand to 10 to 12 grand if you do that. (laughs) And just to remind everybody, the price they gave was the starting price. So I'm sure weekends are going to be, you know, 10% higher minimum. Holidays and other other occasions are going to be even higher. And if you want other than a standard room, it's going to be higher than, than what we're talking about already. So 5400 could easily be ten grand for the two days, depending on what room you get and when it's, you know, when the, the cruise is or whatever. I think the only way I'm going to end up doing it is I think it would make the most sense if it was a podcast trip, the three of us. And I think I would have to see some amazing reviews after the opening that are just like, this is so immersive and so incredible. But I just can't see what they're going to do that's going to make it fully immersive. Because even if they make the hotel immersive, the moment you take your shuttle into Batu, you're going to pop in and you're going to be around... Not a bunch of people dressed up like they're in Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, yeah. it's not going to be immersive once you get into the land, unless they just do all that before people show up, but they're not. Yeah. It so, looks like, according to the itinerary, you're going to get there before most guests, at least right up opening, maybe. But then after that, yes, it's going to be flooded with people with Mickey Mouse shirts on. So if we do it, are we going to go full out and do the cosplay as well? Of course. I, yeah. I don't spend that much money on <laughs> right. cosplay. Yeah, I think I would try to dress up to some extent, yeah. I already have a Jedi costume. Right. Now I'm going to get a full-on Wookiee costume and wear that the whole time. <laughs> right. Ugh. Yeah, let's make sure we go in July then, Jason, if you're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure this uh, still falls into the rules that you have to dress just in the likeness or whatever, right? You can't be the exact ones, especially when you're in Batu. <laughs> I've heard people, pro- mo- mostly jokingly, but kind of comparing this to like saying it's a prison or something. Like you're, you're forced to do, 
you know, this, this, and this, you're sort of shovel, well, shoveled around. You can't go to another park if you wanted to, or you can't. But I'm like, you're paying 120 to $150 yeah, an hour. Like, of course, you're not going to want to do that because you're paying so much money. Why would I venture off? You well, probably could, but why? You're paying all this money. When you're out in the middle of the ocean, do they consider it a prison because you can't go anywhere then? Well, on a, I mean, on a cruise ship. <laughs> some people so, might, but, but I mean, you can only I, go again, just on because the ship. this is different. I think people are, and we don't know what it's going to be yet. So people are already, in us included, are already kind of like thinking how ridiculous it could be. But it's also going to be pretty dang awesome at times. So we, we do have to mention that it is going to be awesome. There are going well, to be things that are really cool that you can only do here. If but it was $3,000, would you do it? Oh, yeah. For a family of four? Like, if my whole family yeah. could do it for three grand? Probably. That seems within reason, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so like, basically have... double what we would call a reasonable price. Yeah. So if it was half the price, I would probably do it. But, again, if it was half the price, then they would be booked out for the next ten years already, you know. The valid point. It could be. At least at this price, there'll be availability. <laughs> It'll make people think about it before they. <laughs> yeah, there'll be plenty of availability at times. Um, Maybe they'll have a coupon day or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I'm gonna what? do it and then make my follow stay after I do the two nights. Uh, I'll get the bungalows at the poly. Yeah. Why? I'll go back and do it again for a couple of days. Uh, and then I'll I'll finish off with a three bedroom grand villa at let's say Riviera. Why not? Let's just go all out. Yeah. Well, Adam, actually, you brought up the Jurassic Park line, so Gennaro actually said it best, and people will pay it. So yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah, I think that's what they think. Well, so uh, that was go. a funny that was a funny uh, tweet I saw from one of the Jurassic Park spoof accounts this past week. It said something like. We've decided that no matter what, we're not closing down again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember saying that. Well, okay, what I was going to say a minute ago, though. Jason, you haven't had been on the Dream, right? You took a cruise yeah. on the Dream. Would you say, based on what you saw, would would you take a Disney cruise and not even have to have a destination? And you could actually have a good time? Yes. See, based on the ship, right? I think that's the idea with the Star Cruiser, is you're they're going to have their the idea is for them to have enough stuff for you to do that you're going to have you know a full experience and not want to leave. Yeah, but I want think to the, the thing is is that on the cruise I can have a good time because my objectives are basically twofold. Here's the reason that the cruise I can have a good time. I can convince my son to go to the kids area, <laughs> and I can be alone. And I can sit, have a drink by the pool, and turn off my brain. That's why I have a good time on the Disney cruise. Uh, well, so I can't say like that you couldn't do that for the the Star Cruiser, basically. Yeah, hopefully there isn't, is one. Isn't the whole thing a kids club? Well, there there was <laughs> to some degree. There was concept art of like a little playground kind of thing, a Padawan area. I guess, yeah. But the other thing is you have to be seven to do the lightsaber training. So um, one of my kids could do it, but the other couldn't. So how's that work? I think I think your younger kid would definitely take that well. He totally <laughs> would not yeah, flip of course. out. Yeah, he wouldn't uh, freak out at all. No, he's such a, he's such a uh, gentle soul. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, he, he would uh, flip his lid and... You know, crashed the Star Cruiser yeah. on purpose. He he is he is he is a boss. I think we've always joked, right? Boss, he's, he we're either all going to work for him one day because he's going to be a boss, or yeah. he the other alternative universe is he's going to be the one where where we're going to be like, uh, where is your brother and why has he disappeared? And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could be. yeah. Is he in jail? One of two extremes, yeah. I don't know. I think that's kind of a younger brother thing. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. It's 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 boss though. It's it's funny. It's funny. Yes. I love going to to Disney with uh, with your 
Well, with both of them. <laughs> Your older son, because he just loves Disney so much, and you know he watches all the YouTube, because yes. he doesn't even care about the ride. I mean, he wants to ride a ride nonstop, but also he also wants to show you where every hidden Mickey is and where the secrets yes. are, and he just knows it all. And then your younger son's just like, no, small world. That's what we're doing next. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, but we're not even in Magic Kingdom. I don't care. I want to do small world. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, yeah, I, I, I think I said this last week. I don't think my family would enjoy it other than me. So it would be a big ask to pay that much money for for people to have a terrible time <laughs> except for me you know and they'll need better drinks than Oga's cantina to make it worth because sure. they just rehash re recycle those drinks those are way too sweet but you also know that those drinks on the ship are going to be like 28 dollars for a what bespin fizz or whatever uh whatever names they come up with for new drinks they're going to be twice as expensive as Oga's. So let's think about the logistics of it. How many rooms did we say there were? 100. 100. So on average, you will probably have somewhere between two to 400 people in any one of these cruises, right? Yeah. So that'll be like 300 people descending into Batu at once. They can't keep them all together, right? Yeah. So. And what was the set time for Batu, though? It was early in the morning. Yeah, like on that sample itinerary. But what I wonder is, do they do them in smaller groups and say, your excursion time, your shuttle to Batu leaves at 8.30 in the morning and your shuttle leaves at 8. Or maybe you could sign up for you know, the 8.30 shuttle or the 11 o'clock shuttle or whatever. The other thing that would make me feel like it might be worth it even a little bit more is if Rise or Smuggler's Run or even both of them have some sort of alternate mode that fits into some sort of story elements that they're talking yeah. about so that it's more immersive yeah. um, just for those those guests. So like one of the things is they get there before it actually opens and so they run it in that B mode for them and then switch it over to the day guest mode or something. Hmm. That would be interesting. If I'm not mistaken, isn't the rumor, at least anyway, that the Rise of the Resistance does kind of fit in with the the hotel, like the, it's something to do with the storyline? It's supposed to, yeah. but I, the question is, is how can they customize it in some way? Because, yeah. like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm assuming for this, if I was paying for this, I would expect a seamless narrative from beginning to end. As if I'm like living in the, you know, the movie, right. the clue when we were kids that was out, you know, like I'm, I'm in clue. I'm trying to figure something out. Like who stole it, stole whatever it is, or how are we going to stop the first order? And it's going to be beginning to end and that, it'll, you know, going to do smugglers run is going to fit into the story. Like every single thing should be story building in my opinion, but you know, kind of like a giant escape room, maybe. Yeah, something like that. It also feels like one of those murder mystery dinner kind of things that you used to could do. Like, yeah, what do you call them? Is that what it was? Murder mystery dinner thing? Yeah, something like dinner that. theater, whatever. Where, yeah, you because they they hint about this and that video they put out on YouTube where they did a round table with the Imagineers. They, you know, you could someone could ask you to smuggle something on the ship for you, so you could steal a ship. I don't know how that would work. How would you steal a first order ship? But they mentioned that. I think the other thing was the coaxium that you steal on the Smuggler's Run. You actually get to use that in some way uh, down the road, like on the cruise. You know, is on, it going to be like uh, at like the arcades where you can trade in your tickets for uh, you know? <laughs> Maybe yeah. little you can get those plush, plush chewy for uh, a thousand credits or whatever. You know, now that you mentioned that, whatever happened to that idea for Galaxy's Edge, like depending on how well you did on Smuggler's Run, it could affect your reputation all throughout Galaxy's Edge. Has anybody ever experienced any of that? I feel like <laughs> this is all for the cruise. I think they moved it all to so? that. Yeah. Because okay. if you watch that video on, on 
the the Imagineers, they're talking about they designed the cruise ship the exact same time they did Galaxy's Edge. So probably a lot of the verbiage they used, maybe they uh, or we didn't realize they were specifically talking about the this when they mentioned that. So what do you think you're more likely to book, John? <laughs> this cruise or the two-story room on the Disney Wish? <laughs> what do you think I'm more likely to book? Yeah, which one are you more likely to do? Well, I mean, the two-story room is going to cost way more than this. <laughs> How about just any <laughs> inaugural sailing? <laughs> any inaugural wish. sailing on the Disney Wish, then, or this? Honestly, I don't know. It's about tit-for-tat right now, truthfully, uh, because... Let's see, when is this supposed to start? We don't know yet, right? August of next year, I think. Yeah, we don't know if there's Although, any specifics, though. I heard somebody say spring 2022. Okay, well, we see, like I say, we, that's, we don't really know. We know the Wish, and I've seen the Wish prices for just any sailing. I could probably be more feasible to do the Wish, truthfully. Gosh, even if it was a one with the balconies... Gosh, so I, I'm having trouble with the verbiage now. It's just escaped me. But anyway, one of those rooms would still be less than doing this. Right. So, so if you go to galacticstarcruiser.com or whatever the veranda uh, was the word that was escaping me. Sorry, I can't. I don't know why. Veranda. So it does say spring 2022 on the official website. It says voyages begin spring 2022. So sooner than we thought. So it'll okay. be before the wish. Mm-hmm. So you could do this first and then do the wish right after. Let's see which one's better. <laughs> right now, unless things improve more than they have, I don't know. I'm still uh, a little hesitant on the, uh, on the cruising thing because when I go to a cruise again, I want it to be like full-on good time sort of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think some of the cruises... I haven't seen... The, well, we know one just took off August 9th, which I haven't heard anything on it. I guess we'll get the reviews on it when they come back in from yeah. the dream, how that went. I just don't, with some of the restrictions and stuff, I just, I feel like I would, I feel like it would affect me more on a cruise than it does a theme park. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, I, how, how do you guys feel about that scenario? I mean, don't you, don't you think, having been to Disney though, we know that there are some restrictions, especially last year, but it could still be enjoyable. Right. And, and was in some cases. But I don't feel like I would get that same thing on the cruise ship. I just, I feel like I need to be more free to enjoy the cruise. <laughs> yeah. So it could be some time. I'm still hopeful to try to do one of the initial inaugural sailings on the Wish. I've, I've, been, I've eyed next fall because they're still reasonable there. Yep. So Two we'll story see. room. That's all we'll accept. <laughs> That's all you'll accept. Well, what if you had to book the sweet whatever the suite is on the star cruiser <laughs> you're going to oh, be paying like 25 grand for that for two nights gonna have to steal a lot of coaxium speaking of did you guys see that on the um frequently asked questions about the galactic star cruiser one of the questions that it doesn't was, actually go to space <laughs> one of the questions was does this really take passengers into space and the answer is, while well, your Galactic Star Cruiser Voyage is not an actual trip into space, passengers <laughs> will experience the sensation of voyaging on a Star Cruiser through space in a galaxy far, far away, just like you've seen in Star Wars movies and shows. Well, maybe they thought with the price that they would actually go to space. <laughs> like, for that money. That's yeah. what they thought. Well, I guess it's in the news these days. I remember one time seeing like a gallon of milk being sold. I think it was on uh, Amazon. So I looked at the review. I mean, they were super expensive, like $30 or something like that for the gallon of milk. Right. And, uh, I remember seeing in the comments, someone say, if I spill it, can I cry? No, (laughs) that's funny. Yeah. Some of the questions, if you look on there are really funny or answers to questions. All right. So, I think we had anything else on the news or anything y'all wanted to talk about? I think we managed to successfully get a full show out of this yes. week. No swimming <laughs> pool, by the way, because that's another one of the questions. Does the Galactic Star Cruiser have a swimming pool? No. Is the well, then boom. Not even I'm that. not going. They should have like a weird indoor like Star Wars themed pool, right? Make that like a, a cantina like. I mean, looking pool or something. have a casino. 
This is not Canto Bite. <laughs> they should Sorry. at least have the experience of like when Luke gets thawed out in Empire, you know, that sort of oh, yeah. experience. That would be cool if you could put yourself <laughs> into one of those chambers. Oh, I, f- <laughs> I forgot. We're not doing the classic movies. We're just doing the current stuff. Oh, okay. Well, no, they say that you, if you are a fan of the uh, original, you'll get something out of this. And if you're a fan of the prequels, you'll get something out of it. So, I'll believe that when I see it. I want to meet Jar Jar Binks. Hey, maybe he's a character that walks around. That'd be funny. You get I'll to help Jar Jar smuggle some coaxium. <laughs> yeah, I think that is enough for this week. I know right. there wasn't a lot to discuss this week from the news, but I'm sure that Disney will make up for it next week as they will announce even more things for us to talk about. Right. But... I think that's a wrap for this show. If you want to learn more about us, well, why don't you guys tell us a little bit more? Well, we have a Facebook page which and uh, Twitter and Instagram, which is all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which you can get your exclusive TWTM merchandise, including the Rafts or a Ride shirt. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast. And be sure to check out our website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com and we also have an email address if you want to send us a message that way podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com so for John and Adam I am Jason and this has been Traveling with the Mouse and we hope you will join us on our next trip just be sure to make a reservation first or something but I mean I'm just saying there's a lot less clothing than some of the other <laughs> positions right is that your goal is to wear the least <laughs> of no, to be as comfortable as I am as a guest yes wow I, I think if John starts working at Disney I'm going to need to stop going because <laughs> <laughs> could have been worded a little differently <laughs> would you just you'd be uh, in the luau show I'm trying to think of who wears less clothing <laughs>